what we just heard is the Word of God. Every Sunday that we come to Mass, it's the Word of God. But is it the Word of God for us? Or do we sometimes fall into the trap when we come to Mass that instead of listening to the Word of God, instead we look forward to the homily that will explain everything for us? Or even looking further past there to just getting to receiving the Eucharist, the best part of the Mass, and again, we overlook the Word of God, the Word of God spoken to us. And in the readings that we have this Sunday on the third Sunday of Lent, we're shown the different ways that the Word of God comes to us. The first reading, the Ten Commandments that we heard, traditionally the Ten Commandments are called the Decalogue, which the root of that word means the Ten Words of God. Not the Ten Commandments, the Ten Words of God. Then our responsorial psalm, the response was, Lord, you have the words of eternal life. Your words are eternal life. In St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians that we heard, we heard St. Paul say that the message of the cross, but the Greek word for message means word, the word of the cross. But when we think about the Ten Commandments coming to us from God, when we think about the word of the cross, do those sound like things that revive our soul and give life, or do they sometimes seem more oppressive than life-giving? Because that's an easy enough temptation to fall into. That the Ten Commandments constrain us, and the cross is just sacrifice and depressing. How do those words give us eternal life as we proclaimed in the song? Well, we can ask ourselves, why did Jesus need to cleanse the temple? Why did he do this? Because there wasn't anything extraordinarily wrong with what they were doing in the temple. What they were doing was exchanging money with people so that they could buy the sacrifice that they needed to offer to God to fulfill the prescriptions of the law. They were trying to be faithful to the law of God. So why was Jesus so angry? Why did he turn over the tables and get all of the sheep and the cattle out of the temple? Well, what does he say to them? Stop making my father's house a marketplace. See, what they were doing was they were making the temple into their place to give worship to God. And it was no longer about it being first God's house, that the Father dwelt there. It was the presence of God in the midst of the people of Israel. And instead it became about everything that they could do to offer worship to God. And Jesus says, stop. You're missing the whole point. God is with you not apart from you. And so he drove out the things in the temple that the people were holding on to as the necessary means to be in relationship with God and said, remember, your God is with you. See, the relationship that they had with God was an unsustainable relationship. And if we fall into that same temptation, it's an unsustainable relationship. 
If our relationship with God always begins and ends with us, it's unsustainable. Our faith will eventually die because it's dependent on us. Jesus is saying, let go of what you think you need to be in relationship with God and remember that God dwells with you. He's here. But when it comes to trying to remember God's presence in our life and especially remember his word that we have throughout Lent, that began Lent, repent and believe in the good news. When we think about trying to live this out throughout the season of Lent, to let that word give life to the way that we live in Lent, are we letting it happen? Are we allowing that repentance to take place and do we believe in the good news? Or do we fall into the temptation of the Jews and the Gentiles that St. Paul points out in his first letter to the Corinthians? What does he say? He says that Jews demand signs and Gentiles wisdom. What does he mean by that? Well, if you want to translate it for yourself, it might sound something like when there's something that you want out of your life, you come to God and say, God, take this away. Make it disappear. I don't want it anymore. Wanting a sign. Or in wanting wisdom, I just have to think harder and I just have to have a better plan and I will overcome this in my life and I will be better than this. More knowledge of this will give me more power over it. Wisdom. Neither of them have anything to do with a relationship with God. Neither of them have anything to do with acknowledging that, God, you are here with me. Regardless of what life becomes. Jesus cleanses the temple because he's saying, stop relying on your own means to find God and remember the promise that he is with you. But sometimes in our life of faith, trying to grow in virtue, trying to live that word of God in our life, trying to follow the Ten Commandments, what do we end up doing? We just try to try harder, try longer. And we end up keeping doing the same things over and over again. And we never get anywhere. We get stuck. We have that vice in our life that we can never get rid of. Because we're trying to come to God by our own way. Instead of remembering that, Lord, you have the words of eternal life. How are we letting that word give us life? So when we think about this, when we're trying to live this out through Lent, this repent and believe in the good news, stop. We have to stop doing what we're doing because it's not working. We all know that. Once you've stopped, remember that God chooses to dwell in you. The gift of our baptism is that the Spirit of God dwells in us. The reminder of every Eucharist at Sunday Mass is that Jesus desires to be with us body, blood, soul, and divinity. God chooses to be with you. Regardless if your temple is clean or not, 
God dwells with you. And then, from there, we allow the work of grace to begin. That we stop what we're doing and let the word direct our actions. Let the word speak to us. Because the reality is that if we really listen to the gospel, if we really listen to the word of God, it's not always very nice to hear. It's hard. It's challenging. Sometimes we don't agree with it. But the word gives life. And are we willing to put our faith there? Are we willing to put our faith there enough to change our life? Because what Jesus wants for us is not to put a new coat of paint on a building that's broken. He wants to renovate. Will we let him break down and destroy what needs renovation so he can build us back up again? Because this word that gives life, the psalmist says it, it revives the soul. It enlightens the eyes. He says that this word of God is more to be desired than gold, that it's sweeter than honey. Could we say that that's true for us? Is the word that we hear every Sunday, do we desire it more than gold? To us, is it sweeter than the sweetest joy of life to hear this word of God, the life-giving word? Because in that, we find him. See, we often struggle to understand and to see how is God actually present among us? Well, when we're stuck in a temple that's worried about what we can accomplish, it's almost impossible to see how God is with us. But when we let the temple be cleansed, when we let go of our need to do it our way, then the word can start to be life. Then we can start to hear this word and it can start to be the presence of God in our life. Because that's the goal. That's the goal every Sunday. If you look at the Mass, it's a perfect symmetry of the word and the sacrament. The first half of Mass, God present to us in the word. The second half of the Mass, God present to us in sacrament. Is he just as present to us in the word as he is in the sacrament? Will we let him renovate this Lent so that the word can build us back up?